My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Basha here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Anmal Singh. He's an angel investor and owner of Live Traders, where he teaches stock market trading. Welcome to the show, Anmal. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. We're going to have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your challenges, and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Uh, sure. So uh, I trade uh, the stock market for a living. Uh, that's my primary uh, business. And then uh, I also teach other traders and investors how to get involved with the stock market and how to trade. I'm also an author. I published uh, Prepping for Success um, is a book uh, about my life secrets and my success tips. It was originally meant as like a journal for myself. I wrote it for myself, uh, notes to myself, but then I figured it can help a lot of people too. So I ended up putting it together as a book that I published a few years ago. That's awesome. That's awesome. How did you get started with trading? Uh, so I was in my dorm room, just like uh, any other kid. I was in a college in London, uh, and I applied to a lot of jobs, and I just wasn't able to get in anywhere for whatever reason. Probably it was meant to be, as I'd like to think of it. So I didn't get any job, and then you know I had to figure something out on my own. And you know I think every boy coming up into the manhood, you get attracted to Wall Street a little bit. Maybe you watch some movies uh, that catches your attention, and you always want to get there. It made me really curious. So while I was in my dorm room, I'm not able to get a job. I was just, you know, researching online, studying a lot of books, taking courses, and really getting myself engrossed in to the financial markets. Uh, and then I found this guy online who's actually now my business partner. So he, he, at that time, he was doing a lot of these webinars about trading, and uh, I really liked his uh, methodology. So I signed up for, you know, his course, joined their firm. And just uh, that kind of took off my career for trading. Started trading for a prop firm in New York City, uh, where I was to trading their funds in exchange for a percentage of profits. Um, so that's how I started with trading. I really it really caught my interest, and I've I've done that ever since. Like since I was 18 years old, I've just been uh, trading the stock market. That's amazing. What about his methodology that like stuck out to you? I think, I guess, more than the methodology, it was the trust factor. Because, you know, online, it's one of those things, it's very hard to trust a lot of people. Because uh, some people are really good with marketing, but they might not be uh, really good at when it comes to trading. So I liked how he was being really honest and showing, you know, his gains, his losses. And I really liked the transparency that he was showing. So, um, you know, I did my research, studied under them for a little bit. Uh, but I think it's the the honesty and transparency. Sometimes you just meet somebody, and you kind of feel it, right? Like, that they're on the same vibe as you. And sometimes you can just sense that some person is saying things for the purpose of marketing. So I, I kind of got a good feel about it. So I trusted my gut and just uh, went with it. That's amazing. I'm, I'm sure you don't regret it, right? No, definitely so, not. I, I would not change a thing. <laughs> so after that, you started trading on your own. What made you want to start teaching other people how to trade? Uh, so I think uh, I traded on my own from like 2010 till 2015, you know, either for myself or for his firm. And then in 2015, that firm got bought out by another trading company. And I, I didn't really want to join the new company because it was moving in the direction more less trading, more marketing. 
Uh, so I just didn't really want to be part of that firm. So I hit up my partner, uh, who's my partner now, but he was my mentor then. I hit him up. I asked him, hey, are you joining the new firm? He's like, I'm not sure either. Uh, so I say, hey, why don't we team up? Like, you know, I'm your case study right here. It clearly works. Whatever you taught me, why don't we put it together and we launch a business where we can teach others how to do the same? And you can handle the curriculum side, the teaching side, and I can handle the business side so you don't have to worry about that. So we teamed up together in 2015 and uh, we started Live Traders and been doing that since as a way to just guide traders and investors because there's a lot of information out there online and you know um, some of it is more hype than reality. So we really wanted to show people the realities of trading. Uh, so we started Live Traders, uh, as the name suggests. Uh, we trade live, you know, win or lose, people get to see it in real time. And I think there's no better way to learn uh, than being, you know, involved in day-to-day -day activities of trading. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's so cool that, you know, he was like your teacher and then it's like the student becomes the master. That's, that's, right. that's really cool. So what is your focus for 2023 with live traders? So I think with live traders, it's the same focus is uh, just to continue to build, continue to help our clients, uh, continue to help them get the results that they want. Uh, we have a lot of clients that are doing really well. There's a lot of clients that are not there yet. So I really want to get them to, so they can get there. So for me, it's more about helping people we already have, uh, but then also uh, growing our community uh, because I think the more our community grows, the more we are able to help people and the more uh, people can get the right information. Uh, so our, our mission has always been providing people with the right information as opposed to the sea of information that's out there. Uh, so that's kind of the goal to do with live traders, but we're also now creating different tools, different softwares, anything that can help shorten the learning curve for uh, our people. Um, so that's kind of what a goal is in relation to uh, live traders. Okay. So what kind of strategies are you implementing to help out the current people that might need a little bit more help from you? Right. So we constantly like survey people. We ask people, you know, what they need help with, uh, what they're struggling with. Uh, so a lot of people don't, you know, they, they're really good with picking the right stocks, but they might not be very good with the work that comes after, like tracking your trades, looking at your statistics, the numbers part about it. So then we created a spreadsheet where people can, you know, track all their trades, uh, providing them the tool. And a lot of people said it, it would be cool if you had a software that can do these things automatically. So I don't have to do some of the things that manually might need to be done. So we built a software for that. Now it helps people do a certain tasks automated way. So it eliminates errors. So we're always deploying things and we're getting the feedback from our own clients. We have a chat room. Uh, there's thousands of people in there uh, chatting every single day and they'll let us know what they need help with. Uh, if they need to hop on a Zoom call with me, you know, try to knock something down, we'll do that. Uh, so whatever it takes really for them to um, achieve the success that they deserve. And just overall streamlining the whole process to make it as simple as possible. I love that. Yeah. So you're up multiple seven figures in your business right now. What is your goal in terms of revenue for 2023? So 2023, uh, I mean, we like to more so think about how many clients we want to help, how many people we want to have succeeded. So for me, uh, right, right now, we have five people that are now running their own hedge funds that started with our program a few years ago. So our goal is now to get five more for this year that mm -hmm. can run their own hedge funds. And then also helping, you know, our clients. So I think our chat room might be about a thousand members now. We definitely love to help more people. So because most of the people find us word of mouth, you know, they somebody referred them. Maybe a friend is trading really well. He's like, hey, you should check these guys out. So a lot of it's word of mouth. And you want to try to keep that going. So our goal would be to double our community that we have right now um, and help a lot more people that we can help. 
so that's live traders. Um, you know, I have my personal goals apart from that and other things that I want to get involved with in 2023. Uh, but for live traders is just to keep doing what we're doing and uh, keep delivering the results. So in terms of doubling the community, um, aside from word of mouth, are you thinking of any other forms of lead generation or are you just sticking with word of mouth and continuing to deliver good results for the people you currently have? So uh, definitely word of mouth, but YouTube is our big source of traffic. Um, we get a majority of the people from YouTube. We have almost 400,000 subscribers. Uh, so that's where bulk of the leads would come from. So we mm -hmm. were trying to produce more content, uh, which we're, we're we're having a challenge with, uh, so to speak, because, you know, we're traders first. We're marketing is like thing you get involved with naturally when you're doing something online, but trading is our forte. So now we're stepping into what kind of content we can create that can attract a lot of newer people. Because the content we have on our YouTube attracts people who've already been trading for a while. So they can distinguish mm -hmm. the the knowledge that we're providing. Um, but we might not be attracting a lot of new people because to new people, it might sound, oh, this is this sounds too, you know, might take a lot of knowledge or it might be really tough. It's, it might seem complicated. Uh, so we're trying to break things down uh, to a perspective of somebody who's brand new. Uh, like, what would they want to learn? Because if we're diving into advanced concepts, uh, then new people's just going to go right over their head. Um, so that's why we had mostly attract people who've already been trading for a lengthy amount of time. Uh, but we're trying to attract a lot more newer people. Um, so I think content for YouTube is going to be our uh, biggest focus. And we're trying to, we're going to, the goal is to get up to a million subscribers by the end of the year, uh, of next year, not this year, but uh, <laughs> yeah. next year. So that would be the goal. For the, for the listeners who don't know, he has about 360 something subscribers right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, roughly yeah. 374 right now. 374, I apologize. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> 374 and what, 320? <laughs> um, but yeah, so what does your content strategy look like if you have one set up yet to attract those newer traders? Because I, I understand where you're coming from. When you're new to trading, it can be so overwhelming and seeing all these different charts and, and graphs and different strategies. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we do currently we do like every Wednesday, we do like a trading lecture that we upload on YouTube. That's our regular schedule. But we also try to do some fun skits here and there, you know, just make a make fun out of everything. Like a lot of people make these videos like day in the life videos. Uh, I just made one for fun just as a it's meant to be as a skit, but it got like, you know, almost two million views right now on YouTube. Uh, so I think uh, we're trying to produce content that can be a little bit more entertaining, a little bit more fun. Like trading doesn't have to be boring. You know, traders are not boring people that people might think about finance. We're actually pretty fun. Uh, so we want to, you know, show that element that there's a different side of trading and you don't have to be that boring finance guy. Um, so I think uh, our content strategy would be to be a little bit more, keep it engaging, keep it entertaining. Uh, but then also mixing it, YouTube shorts have been one of those things recently that's uh, a lot of people are participating in. YouTube shorts, creating YouTube polls, keeping the community engaged. So I think that's kind of be our focus is some shorter form content because TikTok has destroyed everybody's attention span, you know, and our <laughs> videos are an hour long. Like we produce lengthy videos because it's finance. You can't learn it in two minutes. But I also feel like people's attention span is not there to watch an hour long lecture. So we might try to chunk it down as our strategy. I see. I, I I completely understand. Yeah. I mean, fortunately for us, we focus more on the podcast side of things. So our listeners do have do still have that attention span and they are still able to pay attention for the full, what, 20, 25, 40 minutes, however long the interview is taking. So that's something that we haven't personally dealt with a whole lot, but it is it is definitely something you do have to consider. 
Mm. Um, so what other creative ways have you considered to attract more people into your program and building your that community? Uh, yeah, so in, in addition to everything we talked about, uh, kind of segmenting that also, the shorts that I mentioned, kind of segmenting that into like Instagram reels. Like I'm not on TikTok, like I've, that's the one app that I haven't downloaded yet, but um, I feel like I should because I could repurpose the same short form content that we've already created for Instagram reels or shorts and just upload the same thing on on TikTok. Um, so I think that's going to be one of the focuses. We've I've been starting to do a lot of Instagram uh, reels um, recently, and uh, they've been doing pretty good. So I think I'm going to try to keep that going so I can take some concepts that might seem daunting for people, but like really simplified in like a 60, 90 second video. And it could be a series of videos. It could be part one, part two, part three, part four. Uh, so that, in addition to me making an effort to go out there on podcasts, uh, is going to be one of those uh, strategies as well. Because I feel like when I'm done from my work day, you know, and I focus on work, I get all the tasks done. It doesn't leave a lot of time for, um, you know, doing a lot of other things. But I've made more of a priority to kind of get out there and contribute to you know, the world in different ways by shows like yours and different podcasts uh, that I could get on to get the word out as well as help mm -hmm. people that are listening. Absolutely. I mean, have you ever considered starting your own podcast? And so, I mean, because going did. on other people's yeah. is a is a great way to do it for sure. But what about starting your own? I, I did start mine when I launched my book. I, I started a podcast and did like five or maybe six or seven episodes but it just became harder to keep up. Like I didn't want to commit to a schedule at that time. Mm -hmm. And I think I still don't because trading sometimes could be very mentally draining. You know, you had a long day of trading. Market's been really volatile. The last thing that I want to do is like, <laughs> you know, uh, feel pressure. So I feel like I can schedule, like going on other people's podcasts, I can schedule that based on my calendar and I can make it happen. But I feel like I didn't really want to commit to like a regular uh, schedule, which I think is kind of one of the important things about podcasts is, uh, coming into a schedule and being active. Like you can't go a few months without any episode. You'd have to have that consistency. So uh, I only like to take on challenges and tasks that I know I can be consistent in. Uh, mm -hmm. If I can't be consistent, then, because uh, I like to do it either right or not at all. Like I'm either this or that. Uh, I don't like to, you know, just go in things dilly-dallying a little bit. Absolutely. I think that's that's a wonderful perspective to have. Mm -hmm. So with all your success, what's your biggest challenge today? Uh, my biggest challenge would, you know, that's a good question. Of, um, But I would say the biggest challenge for me right now is, as I said, like just being consistent in everything we're doing. And sometimes, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have a lot of ideas, maybe sometimes too many, you know, like you have five <laughs> ideas, 10 ideas, you want to do everything. You write down this whole list of tasks you need to do. And I have a very bad habit of, walking and leaving voice notes to my team. Hey, we got to do this, 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 this. I'm just walking around my apartment, leaving voice notes. Uh, but my team was like, Hey, like, oh, all right, what's priority. All right. You know, let's prioritize. Let's bullet point <laughs> this. So I'm like that uh, mad scientist, just leaving voice notes to people and then having my assistant like break it down into bullet points. <laughs> so uh, just prioritizing, you know, like uh, what's really mm -hmm. going to be the biggest needle movers. Cause sometimes as entrepreneurs, and maybe you felt the same way, is like we do the small things, a bunch of small things to feel good, like we're getting momentum. But there's like that big thing that's really going to move the needle and we're not really doing that. So I think- uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So I think picking the bigger needle movers uh, and staying consistent with that. 
Absolutely. No, I completely agree with you with the whole having like a million different ideas. I have probably four whiteboards up. So I don't send voice notes, but I have a million whiteboards everywhere written on my door. That's I, I, I get it. So if you feel like an evil mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So where do you predict you might get stuck or slowed down in the next 12 months on your path? Um, by the way, great questions. Uh, I think uh, where, where I might get stuck is... Um, is the prioritization aspect of it because uh, you know I have a very different mindset to a lot of people. For me, everything's a priority, uh, but that's not how it works. When you have a team of people that you have to manage, you have to really prioritize. So I think uh, prioritizing correctly, and then uh, holding the team accountable so that we're achieving those tasks that we're getting them done on time, uh, and then you know in a timely manner. That's one of the biggest things because uh, you could do the task, you can finish it, and you can say we finished it, but it might be too late. Uh, like, you know, like a lot of online businesses, end of year is a pretty good spot to really promote your offers at the end of the year, because a lot of people are looking to move into something new in the new year. So the challenge is prioritizing correctly. Uh, and then, you know, executing on the strategy that you've developed, because uh, it's very easy on like a team meeting, we all sit down, we're having a coffee, we're coming up with these awesome ideas. And we walk away with a lot of things to do. But then who's checking up on if it's being done, right? So like prioritizing and checking up on the tasks uh, to make sure they're being done on a timely manner because uh, you might have a great idea, but if you're too late on it, then you're going to miss the the boat. Like take Instagram Reels, for example, right? People who jumped on it when it first came out, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, they got a lot of followers, right? From the traction of the algorithm. And people who are getting to do it now, it's still not too late, but you're not going to get the same traction as the early movers. So I think uh, moving early on things is a, is a really important aspect. Getting a good head start. No, definitely. So if you were to double or triple your, your revenue, what are some challenges you believe you might face or changes you might need to make? I know that prioritization, prior, prior, oh my gosh, prioritization <laughs> was a really big thing that you mentioned, but is there anything else that you think you might encounter? Um, yeah, I think the more the revenue grows, you have to make sure the technology on your, like how you're going to fulfill the products, how you're going to deliver on your promises. And then also uh, not making it feel like, you know, like your your client should feel like he's your only client, even though you have thousands of others. Like you want to be able to give them the attention that they really need to really get this uh, and to deliver the results. So the, I think the biggest thing when we scale up is you're going to have a lot more clients. So are you going to be able to maintain that level of education? Are you going to be able to maintain that level of contact that you already have? Like with somebody, I'm answering a lot of emails every single day from people. Now, if the email grows by 10x, am I going to be able to keep up? So I think uh, fulfilling on your products, delivering on your customer promise, and uh, making sure that people still feel like it's a small community, no matter how big you might be, uh, is one of the most important uh, aspects that you'll have to keep an eye out on. Yeah, making sure you maintain the quality of the product. I get that. Definitely. That totally makes sense. So do you have any advice for our listeners, both in general, with life, with business, with getting into trading? Um, yeah, I think uh, the biggest like piece of advice I can give people is just be a person, man or woman of integrity, right? Be a person of integrity, meaning do what you said you're going to do and then do it when you said you're going to do it. And that will change everything, no matter if it's work, life, relationships, business, your health, fitness, 
that changes everything because a lot of times, you know, we don't pay attention to the words that are coming out of our mouth. We just kind of say it, right? Like, for, and a lot of people say, no, I'm all, but I'm a person of integrity. Like, I don't do any of that stuff. I'm like, really? When's the last time somebody called you, you picked up their phone and said, you know what? I'm just in the middle of something. Let me call you back. And you never did. That's a lack of integrity. Or maybe somebody called you, said, oh, I'm uh, just in the middle of something. I'll definitely call you back. Or yeah, let's totally catch up next week. And you just never followed up. You just said it. So I think the small little things uh, that we might not notice really affect our unconscious mind and they create a lack of integrity. And then lack of integrity in relation creates low self-esteem and then leads to low confidence. And that leads to you not being the best version of yourself. So I think small little things, oh, I'm going to start this from Monday. Did you really start it from Monday? Like, you know, so those things uh, will change your whole life. I mean, just imagine if you did everything you said you're going to do and you did it when you said you're going to do it, how much better your life would be. So I think that's uh, one of the biggest uh, keys I would give people. And that's the biggest concept I cover in my book. Absolutely. I think that's an amazing concept. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, for anybody who's listening and would like to get in contact with you, what is the best way for them to find you? Uh, the best way would be Instagram or Twitter. And uh, my username is the same on both of them. It's uh, Delta90, D-E-L-T-A-N-I-N-E-T-Y. Don't ask me why I have this username. I got it a long time ago, but then when it became popular, I was like, I don't want to change it now because people won't be able to find me. So I just kept it going. Um, but yeah, that would be the best way. And if people are interested to learn more about trading, they can visit livetraders.com. And if they're interested in my book, then more information on that can be on preppingforsuccess.com or on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, wherever you buy your books. Okay. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like, and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show, please visit top100interview.com. Bye. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.